0: Welcome to DollarCollapse.com with John Rubino, your ringside seat for the global financial crisis. Hi everybody, it is Monday, April 11th, and this week it's gonna be about earnings. This is the start of a corporate earnings season that has a lot of people worried. Corporate earnings in the U.S. have been falling for the last year, and this time around, in this earnings season, Wall Street analysts are predicting a 9% drop year over year, now that's huge. And it's inconsistent with a strong stock market because if if corporate earnings are falling at a nearly double-digit rate, then what's the basis for buying their stocks at historically high valuation levels? You know, the the stock market is at record levels more or less right now. And equity valuations are pretty rich by virtually any measure. So in that kind of an environment, you want rising earnings to eventually make the current overvaluation of equities seem reasonable. That's the only reason to buy. And if the opposite is happening. If earnings are going down, which makes stocks even more richly valued based on earnings and and current prices than they are now, then that's not the kind of environment where you want to commit a lot of capital. That's what makes this earnings season so important and makes the stock market such a risky place right now. Because if earnings do come in the way Wall Street seems to expect them to, then stocks are Overvalued now and will soon be much more overvalued, and that leads to the possibility of a serious bear market sometime in the not-too-distant future. Anyhow, Alcoa is first. They're going to announce today after the close. They'll be the first major earnings announcement. And then after that, there will be um, just a tidal wave of earnings. And the sector to watch will be the big banks because they're having troubles in almost every major profit center or former profit center where they used to make a lot of money, for instance, doing proprietary trading. But in this environment of really low interest rates and really high volatility of financial assets, it's harder and harder for them to make money by betting their own money on what's gonna happen next with interest rates or currency fluctuations or credit default swaps or whatever. And so you're seeing bad numbers come out of most of the big banks in prop trading. Investment banking meanwhile, is not the growth business that it once was because there's a lot less M&A going on, and there are fewer and fewer IPOs coming out. So a lot of the big banks are um, laying off investment bankers and taking big losses as part of that restructuring. And then, of course, lending, which used to be favored by falling interest rates. In other words, lower interest rates allow banks to borrow money more cheaply, and then they can lend it out at a nice spread. And, And so a lower interest rate environment is usually a profitable one for banks. But we've reached the point where that's not true anymore either. You know, you get down to zero and even negative rates in some cases, as um, we see around the world. And... That's bad for banks because it leads yield curves to flatten. In other words, long-term interest rates start to fall faster than short-term rates do. And because banks like to borrow short and lend long, that compresses the uh, amount of money that they can make on on the average loan, makes their lending less profitable. And that's what you're seeing for a lot of the big banks too. So it's kind of an across-the-board bad environment for banks. Everybody expects their earnings to be weak. And so if they meet those expectations, then that's presumably a bad thing for the valuation of bank stocks. You know, they're already down pretty dramatically. So it's possible that we don't see a huge reaction in the prices of, say, Bank of America or Citigroup because they've already gotten whacked. But it's also possible that people just kind of give up on this sector and we see another down leg in big bank stocks. And that could just feed into a general malaise in the stock market. So we'll see. But it's definitely something that bears watching and it could be a big story going forward. Now, while we're talking about banks, another really interesting story that's just breaking this morning is that the Italian banking sector, which has just been the worst in the world, you know, they had a uh, non-performing loan ratio of something like 16% across the whole sector, which is just a death knell for a banking sector. So they were going to have a crisis of some sort or they were gonna be bailed out on a vast scale. And it looks like the bailout is what's coming this morning. The Italian government announced that they were going to take some of the bad loans off the hands of their big banks. It's not clear exactly how they're gonna do it, but that kind of a bailout helps the banks in the short run. Those bank stocks are up, but it comes at a cost because that money has to come from somewhere. If the government is going to buy non-performing loans from big banks, then they have to give the banks money to replace those loans. And that comes from either tax, taxpayers or from borrowing. And remember, Italy is part of the Eurozone, so they can't just run a printing press and create as much new currency as they want to and then hope to devalue their currency by doing that to make their loans easier to manage. They're going to borrow huge amounts of new money, but they're going to do it under a currency regime that suits Germany, which means they can't just arbitrarily devalue the euro. So their debts go up, but they can't make their debts easier to manage through devaluation. So that makes Italy's national finances, which are already horrendous, just that much worse. So what we'll see going forward, if this kind of policy spreads, is the banks not collapsing in the short run, but the government's coming closer and closer to some kind of a financial collapse. And really, that's the end game in this process. We're seeing the the private sector be encouraged to overleverage itself by profligate government policy. And then when the private sector gets into trouble, the government takes a lot of the debt that was created and is now imploding onto its own balance sheet. So government's finances get dicier and dicier until we see a currency crisis when nobody wants to hold these currencies that are being created by these grossly over leveraged governments. So this is part of that process. And we'll see it go on from here. Uh, You know, one of the big proposals that's out there now for the US is that well so pushing interest rates down to 0 didn't really work you know we're not really growing as quickly as we need to to cover our debts so let's run bigger government deficits and try to get the economy growing that way and basically that's what i was talking about before that's governments taking on more and more debt to try to bail out their private sectors and eventually This impairs government balance sheets to the point where the governments themselves become insolvent or they're forced to devalue their currency so aggressively that that causes a crisis in its own right. You know, people assume that this devaluation isn't the end of the road and that we're going to see more in the future and they bail on the currency. They just don't want to hold it anymore. And that's a very, very possible scenario for the next few years. You know, it could happen this year in some place like Italy, it could happen in the next A couple of years in some place like Japan and, and the U.S. and Germany really aren't that far behind because our balance sheets are much, much worse than we let on. And as people figure that out, we'll come to be viewed as bad credit, somebody that's not trustworthy anymore, and somebody that we expect to devalue their currency going forward. And last but not least, gold, as usual, is doing interesting stuff. It's up big, again, so is silver, and it's rising in the face of really unfavorable commitment of traders reports that have been coming out in the last few weeks. Basically, the speculators who are tracked in the COT report are extremely bullish. And the speculators are usually wrong at big turns. You know, when when they get extremely bullish or extremely bearish, that's usually a sign that the gold market is ready to go the other way. And this time, they've been extremely bullish in some cases at record levels for the past month or so. But gold has held up pretty well. It had a little bit of a correction. Now it's back. That could just mean that an indicator like the Commitment of Traders report isn't necessarily great for short-term market timing because it takes a while to play out, or it could be that there are other forces at work. Lots of individuals now are buying physical gold and silver, especially silver coins, at a record rate in some cases, at least very aggressively. And that's putting upward pressure on the price at the same time that the speculators in the paper market are getting overextended. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. See, eventually, Um, Gold bugs have been saying that physical demand would someday overrun the games that are being played in the paper markets and gold and silver will just take off. I'm not willing to call that this time. And who knows if this is the time, but someday that will probably happen. So when the commitment of traders report is screaming one thing or another and the market does the opposite, that at least bears watching. So as always, don't bet the farm on precious metals one way or the other. It's always something that you want to kind of feather your way into via dollar cost averaging because this is a volatile market. It's a manipulated market. It's subject to a lot of different economic cross currents, and there's no way to know what precious metals prices will do in the short run in the long run they're going to the moon just because we are actively destroying the fiat currencies of the world but that might be next year it might be five years from now there's no way to know so in the meantime you want to be slow and steady with precious metals add a little at a time and over time your average price will be pretty good and it will look great compared to the spot price when this thing really takes off okay that should do it talk to you next week Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky.